Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for turn number 889. Uh, this is probably going to be the last class, or maybe the second to last class before Rosh Hashanah. So I just wanted to wish Hashanah Tova to all. Thank you all so much for listening. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, sponsorships, as always, please email me at Rabbi Ismach at Take 10 for Torah.org. So as we close in to Rosh Hashanah, I wanted to speak about the theme uh, of Rosh Hashanah. Now you'll tell me there are multiple themes of Rosh Hashanah. There's Malchios, Zechronos, and Shofros. There's this notion of God's kingship. There's this notion of uh, Zechronos, God remembering everything on this day, and then Shofros, remembering Maimon Har Sinai, the moment of Sinai. Three major themes, but there's really one overwhelming theme, and it comes up again and again and again. And if you were asked, like, so what are we supposed to do in Rosh Hashanah? What are we supposed to be busy with? How are we supposed to be thinking? So, yes, although those three themes exist, I think there's one overwhelming idea that comes up again and again. I like to talk about this all the time, uh, and uh, I guess today is no different, because it's not something that just comes up in Rosh Hashanah, but it's something that really comes up all year long, all year long and uh, kind of just gets reinforced again and again on Rosh Hashanah. The overwhelming notion that we find in uh, in the Shemona Esrei of Rosh Hashanah, of all of them, is Like, God, put your fear on all of your creations. And your awe on all that you created. And all the creatures should fear you. And all the Beruim should uh, all the barum, all the all that which is uh, created, all your works should also um, bow before you. Now we seem to be heightening and, and stressing this idea of being created, and that makes a lot of sense because what is Rosh Hashanah? Rosh Hashanah is the anniversary of creation of the world, right? Not exactly. Rosh Hashanah is the anniversary of the creation of man, not the entire world, but specifically man. Now, if man is created, so it's our anniversary of creation, and really what man is supposed to do, and one by one, and we're, t- we're taking a look at, and, and we're, we're supposed to try to get this idea into our heads somehow, that we were created on this day, we are purposeful creatures, and what are we here for? And, and, and what were we created for? Now, this, um, what's the other side of the relationship? So the, um, we constantly focus on this idea of melech, ha-melech ha-kadosh, ha-melech mishpat It refers to the notion of melech, God as king, again and again. So perhaps to explain, uh, we can explain this using a metaphor that, uh, that I learned once somewhere um, about uh, in, a, in a Vonnegut novel, Breakfast of Champions. So Kilgore Trout is having a drink in a bar. Suddenly he feels like this amazing presence. And it, in walks Kurt Vonnegut, the author. You know, so, so he kind of has this existential crisis where he realizes he doesn't exist to the extent that he thought he existed. He's kind of only a figment of his, the author's, imagination. An overwhelming prospect. When I always talk to kids, I mention this all the time, so I apologize for repeating it, but it's important. You know, think about Walt Disney walking in on uh, Mickey and Minnie and Goofy, and uh, they're having a great time, and suddenly Walt walks in. And and this is like a very overwhelming moment, because in just a second, you realize that all of your life is not what you thought it was. You're faced with the actual definition of your existence, of your reality, and it's a, it's a pretty crazy, pretty crazy idea. So now, the Tfilos never used uh, the metaphor, not surprisingly, of Walt Disney, never used the metaphor of, of Kurt Vonnegut, because that wasn't necessary. In human understanding, the most imbalanced relationship that had ever existed in the history of man is king and subject, right? So king has all the power, off with your head, give me all your money, uh, I'm going to kill you, uh, whatever, whatever they wanted to do at their whim they could do, and a peasant... Uh, understood that, right? The, the, the subject understood that the king is all-powerful. It's very interesting, actually, in our tfilos, 
we don't refer to God as creator, we refer to God as king, whereas in our Tfilos of Rosh Hashanah, we refer to ourselves as creations. Why isn't there a parallel, right? Creations and God is the creator. I think the reason is simply because it's very hard to wrap our heads around it. And we have a hard time with this now that we don't really have kings and, and queens anymore. It's all symbolic um, and, and, and rich, really ritualized. It doesn't have that sense of awe and fear that once upon a time came with it. You would say king back in the day and people would tremble, right? You would say king and people would be very frightened and fearful for their lives and the theoretical things that a king could do to you. Nowadays, we don't have that anymore, so it's a little bit harder for us to plug into. But when I would say, Melech Malchei Hamlachim, back in the day, I would say, oh, I know how intimidating the king is, and, and God is that much more intimidating. Therefore, uh, if that's the case, I need to be. I need to behave. I need to be good. Nowadays, melch malchei for us are just words, and so it requires us to really think a little bit deeper about what Rosh Hashanah is about. Rosh Hashanah is about remembering the day that we were created, and on the day that we were created, we remember the fact that we're creations, and being creations. Yeah, we're a little bit different than Mickey Mouse because we have this amazing thing called free will. Free will allows us to to believe and to actually act in a way which we want. We can go against the script, but once a year we stop ourselves and we say, how am I doing vis-a-vis that script? Now, it's a mistake to think that this only happens once a year. There is no question that this happens on Rosh Hashanah to a great degree. The whole idea of shofar, which recalls um, you know, coronation and kingship and God's involvement in the world, obviously is is hearkening this. You know, you hear that da 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 da. Uh, the king's walking in. It's it's intimidating. It's an intimidating moment. It's supposed to get us thinking about that. But also the shofar as a remembrance of Sinai, hearing that sound at Sinai when when the Jews were given the Torah and the Torah really is the script, right? That's the words that go into the bubbles uh, in the Mickey Mouse cartoon. Those are uh, the moments that the shofar recognizes. And so Rosh Hashanah is filled filled with that. And Rosh Hashanah has bowing in it also, right? Bowing is something we don't always do so seriously. When do we bow? Right? We bow, we crumble under the weight of what we call the Kabbalas al Malchus the accepting of the yoke of heaven. A yoke of heaven is something that constantly sits upon your shoulders and weighs you down. That's the consistency of this, this feeling. It's not just Rosh Hashanah, it's not supposed to be just Rosh Hashanah. When else are we Makabal al Malchus Every single time we say the Shema. Right, whenever we say the Shema, we think of O Malchus Shemaim, the yoke of the burden of heaven, burden not in a bad way, but in an overwhelming way. Whenever we say Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, that the Gemara refers to as Kabbalas O Malchus Shemaim. What does it mean? So I think, you know, most people mistakenly see that line just simply meaning, here, O Israel, Hashem is. Uh, one, and not two, and not six, and not four, there's no duality, there's no multiple gods, not every force or power is a god, but really, if you think about it a little bit deeper, with this maybe Walt Disney idea, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elkeinu, Hashem Echad, means God, here everybody, Hashem is the one real thing. Now that's something you got to close your eyes for, because God's the one real thing, so like, what am I, where am I, what am I doing, how do I understand my own life in this whole context? It's a very overwhelming, shocking idea. You close your eyes, it's the only part of davening that we're asked to close our eyes, to concentrate, because it's something which is difficult, and I know uh, there's always somebody who says, Rabbi, uh, Walt Disney was an anti-Semite, yeah, yeah, I know, okay, good. Uh, Moving right along, that's, I think, the idea of Rosh Hashanah, and Malchus. That's what's being um, shared over here. I want, I want to give you just another example. I say this all the time, but I, I really am I'm, I'm amazed by it. You know, we say in Shabbos morning, at the beginning, right before Yishtabach, we say, It's the obligation of all Yitzurim, of all 
Yitzur. Yitzur means creatures, creations, things, I guess, that realize that they are creations. To praise and 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 to praise. Now, that's very strange, right? You know, to take out, it's not very classy to go and take out a, a thesaurus and just use every single word um, to make your point. So, what does that mean? And by the way, Sfardim have even more words in that paragraph. So, what does that mean? So, I believe what it means is the chova, the obligation of a yitzur, a being that realizes, that recognizes, that understands that it is a yitzur, it is a creation, is it's not coming to say word after word after word after word. Rather, it's coming to express a gush of realization. This gush of realization is what Rosh Hashanah and perhaps every single time we say Shema is all about. To realize that we exist if by the grace of God, but more so, we exist in order to perform a mission given to us by God. Uh, it's a mission that's focused. It's a mission that actually has parameters, that, that we're supposed to do certain things and we're supposed to avoid other things. On that anniversary of getting this mission, which is the day of Rosh Hashanah, we stop and we ask whether or not we're doing a good job. We are, we are t- it's taken into account whether or not the mission so far has been accomplished or perhaps do we need to improve. This, I believe, is the idea of Rosh Hashanah, the idea of Kabbalah's Om Malchus Shemayim, and the overwhelming emphasis of the day of Rosh Hashanah on Melech, 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 Melech. It's an archaic idea to us, but perhaps we need brand new metaphors in our life to understand what it means to be Melech. What it means, and this is so difficult to wrap your head around, but what it means to be created, created specifically for a purpose, created for a goal, created in a way where there are expectations, there are standards that we can live up to, hopefully, or hopefully not, uh, don't. And may this Rosh Hashanah be a wonderful Rosh Hashanah. Uh, Shana Tova to all, and have a great day.